0: You're listening to Cards to the Moon, a podcast about trading cards from both a collector and investor perspective. We hope you'll stick around for the ride as we take a deep dive into the state of the hobby, share some hot takes, hopefully some useful advice and fun stories along the way. Hey guys, welcome back to Cards to the Moon. This is episode 189 and my name is Clark. Five Card Guys on Instagram and FiveCardGuys.com. With me co-hosting as usual is Hyung of Integrity Sports Cards, and John, who is Trade You at Recess. All right, off the top, we got another questionable Victor Wembanyama card making the rounds in the hobby world. First, it was the Panini Prism Curtain card, which we talked about in a previous episode. Now it's the Donruss Next Day No Autograph card. And when I say no autograph, I mean it says right on the card, quote, no autograph. All right, so what's going on here? Is this another Panini blunder of a card featuring arguably the most marketable player in the league right now? Or is this um, a genius marketing move by Panini to get everyone talking about this card? Uh, There's another theory. Uh, We we kind of talked about it off air um, of what this might be. Um, Do you guys want to? Chime in at this point. Um, I think. What do you think? I, I think we
1: talked. We talked about it on an early episode where you know there was a exclusive deal that Wemby signed with uh with Tops. So we're guessing that, and that's. I think we. I believe we said there was going to be no autographed uh, Wemby cards in in Panini this year coming out. So the base cards yeah. will be kind of like the chase card, or not the base cards, but like the parallels. Uh, will probably be um, sought after because of that, and I, I believe he'll have autograph cards coming out uh, when Tops basically gets their license. So that mm-hmm. raises a lot of questions, even with the Bowman U uh, card uh, and stuff mm. like that, right? So
0: right, right.
2: Do you guys know if the this this next day autograph has been a series before? Right? I don't even remember. I believe so. Noticed. I believe
1: it's just their it's their rookie auto. Pretty,
2: pretty much. <clears throat> like
0: Giannis has, a, Giannis has a Donruss Next Day autograph. Oh, does card. he? Really? Holy
2: cow. Yeah. I, I I don't even remember seeing that. Is it a sticker auto, traditionally, or is it on-card? Do you guys know?
0: I think the Giannis one, at least, I believe it's on-card auto. Oh, is it? I could double-check, yeah, but I believe that's, yeah, not a sticker. Right? Man, I'd be
1: pissed if I, I pulled that. Your guaranteed <laughs> auto is not a guaranteed auto, or yeah. does does it... Does it end up having value or do you take it in and get an in-person auto?
0: Right. Right. Legitimate questions.
2: (laughs) I wonder if it's a sticker auto and they just, it's supposed to be instructions for the people. (laughs) Since (laughs) Panini's factor has been screwing up so much, they just had to clearly tell their employees, do not put a sticker on this one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. You know, like as we talk about this, they should have wrote like if they're going to say no autograph on it. Make it small, but like yeah, leave a blank space for any collector to, you know, get the auto themselves. That's a good way of getting around it, you
1: know. Yeah. Or maybe they thought like there might have been forgery. People like if they mm. if you left it blank it'd be like a perfect <laughs> right, right. thing to true. sign <laughs> sign his card Also and true. Then, and then sell it to uh, you know, some kid. Right.
0: <laughs> that's right. I, 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 I don't know if yeah, yeah, that's that's a really good point.
2: <clears throat> I don't know if they meant to do this, but I I actually think marketing wise, it's it's gene. If they did mean to do it, it's <laughs> I feel like it is more on the genius scale than goof scale. Yeah. yeah. Because the next day auto is to me Donruss next day. That's not an auto rookie chase by any means. So. Screwing up that mm. one or or sacrificing that car to create continual marketing buzz around the Donruss product or, or Wemby in general. I don't know. I, if it's on purpose, I actually think it's a pretty smart move.
0: Well, I looked up the Giannis Donruss next day and, you know, we are talking about Giannis. But his BGS 9.5 Auto 10 sold for almost $9,000. Wow. Recently. wow. So, it's a big card. Know, and it. It looks like an on card auto like we were talking about mm. before. So, yeah. So, oh. yeah. I don't ever I recall don't
2: like Luca next day auto or.
0: Oh, yeah. I just put it on screen for the boys, but that's what it looks like. Yeah. Oh. It's
2: not like the biggest chase. Right.
0: But oh, ha- it is a rookie auto. I
2: have seen that card. I didn't realize that's next day. I believe that.
0: Oh, it says Court Kings, but it does say next day. Yeah. Uh,
1: it's probably just uh, they changed the the it's Panini Court Kings, right? So it's right. This right. year, this year is probably just Panini Donruss. The the next day autos are are the same kind of the
0: line. Oh, I see. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I think it was S. Blaz, C. Blaz's brother, that said that this is another genius move by Panini. <laughs> <laughs> you know? there you go. <laughs> I don't know how many times they could do this. You know this like. It looks like they made a mistake and then everyone's talking about it. It just, you know, we'll get to the point where everyone thinks Panini is a joke if they haven't already. So, how many more times can they run this playbook? I don't know. But but, uh, it looks like their days are coming to an end anyway. All right, um, let's move on now to hobby headlines. All right, pretty big news this week from Fanatics Live, which is that they are giving out. $10,000 Ten thousand dollars worth of Fanatics Live break credit for any customer who hits one of the ten big cards listed on Fanatics Live. Right. So, so from my understanding, the person that hits the card also gets to keep the card. Right. So this ten k break credit is on top of everything. Right. So, um, and I, I looked at the fine print right before the this recording, and I believe this offer is good for a month. Okay. So it's not indefinite. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is good for a month. So uh, quickly, the 10 cards under the 10 list are the 2023 draft Tom Brady gold autograph inscription card, which we talked about multiple times on this pod. Mm -hmm. The number 12 of 50 that says if baseball doesn't work out, there's always (laughs) football. Card number two, the 2018 Prism Luka Doncic Black Prism 1 of 1. You know, who knows if that's already been in or not, but... <laughs> <laughs> might be might be um 2009 tops chrome steph curry one of one super also kind of a, a mythical card we don't know where that is the 2022 immaculate chet holmgren logo man one of one all right there's something a little more modern 2021 just for you john the cup trevor Zagres shield one of one mm. is also on that list Twenty twenty three Anthony Volpe one of one debut patch autograph, which we talked about as well on this show. Twenty twenty three Prism A Rich Black Finite autograph one of one. Anthony, oh, Richard- Anthony Richardson. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I just wrote short formula. Uh twenty seventeen, Tops Chrome, Killian Mbappe, his one of one superfractor. Twenty twenty three, Bowman's best, Corbin Carroll, him. I guess that's a subset. One of one superfractor autograph and lastly the 2023 Bowman Chrome you LeBron and Bronny dual 1 of 1 autograph which we talked about as well so i want to talk about a couple of things but first what do you think of that list and is there a card missing on that list you would add well
1: so to my understanding they have to do this on a break mhm who's breaking so they got to do the break yeah. who's breaking those like 2018 prism
2: I know who's breaking <laughs> who's
1: who's breaking 2018 tops Chrome
2: like they, soccer the, the top Chrome soccer <laughs> yes. like that
1: those, those are like insane prices so for me it's like whoa hold hold on wait a minute what's what's going on here what's really happening is it is it actually like uh, you have to rip it on or like you have to join a break and then it pulls on that if that's the case we get that's to me it's like. It's impossible that those are going to get hit, and if they do, it's cheap marketing,
0: right? For that That's, card, For that
1: yeah, card. yeah, ten grand. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure I would be pumped, ten grand break credit. But it tells me two things: that they're one trying to get, um, I guess they're breaking um, more publicity, right? right? So, Fanatics Live, yeah, exactly, and um, yeah, I think, I think. It's a no-brainer. They need to start doing stuff like this because the everybody's seeing the value of ripping and there's zero incentive on one side. Like, we, we talked about this, like, man, you thought ripping was bad, like, a couple years ago? Now it's even, like, worse, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. So they... And this is what we hope that fanatics would do, and I know people don't love the many parallels that come out today, but... Um, yeah, I think I think there needs to be the utility or more hits or something that can incentivize you know the end user as much as possible. And Fanatics is doing that with theirs. If you join any other break, let's just say you join like Pristine Break, uh, they do a lot of Bowman Chrome. They have super mm. fractor bounty uh, bounties as well. If you hit a super fractor and it's a progressive like bounty, for instance, so those things I've mm. seen people hit like a six thousand dollar cash super Fractor, bounty from entering these breaks so yeah it is kind of on i guess the breaker to um you know give out good incentives and to me it's like fanatics that's all you're paying because those cards who's going to be breaking them one and two if if they do there's you're paying ten thousand bucks for millions and millions and millions of views on basically you're breaking you know your whole brand right. so for me, it's a win-win situation for fanatics, to be honest.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, just to play devil's advocate, when it comes to the 2018 prism, right? Like the people that are going to open them are going to be like private collectors that have a lot of money, right? Or, you know, if if there's no one that willing to dish out that cash, then breaking is that's what it's good for, right? Like you could divvy up the slots and and um, you know, like still, it's going to cost a lot per slot, of course, right? But this is just an extra 10k that you didn't have in terms of oh incentive. for
1: sure don't get me wrong so maybe i wouldn't i
0: wouldn't, I wouldn't complain yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. i wouldn't complain. yeah like, it's great if another breaker had a 2018 prism and then fanatics live someone on fanatics live was breaking 2018 prism which one are you gonna you know right which which there's more upside go
1: unless on? unless the guy breaking other 2018 prism does a ten thousand dollar super or like a, a right. black prism bounty where it's ten thousand cash,
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, yeah, that's a good point. I'm gonna put a pin on that because I want to come back to that later. But, okay. uh, John, what do you think about the uh, the list and just this whole thing in general?
2: I'm still gathering my thoughts. You know, when I first heard about it, I thought it was a great promotion. You know, but more, yeah, you know, it, it sounded great. You know, why not ten thousand dollars? Uh, it, it incentivizes people to try to start using Fanatics Live. I understand it, and, and I, I thought it was a... And I still think it's a pretty good idea, but I do have some criticism. Like, like Young said, like the once the list of the 10 came... Like, I honestly thought it was going to be everything ultra-modern. Everything that is, like, present-day chase, like, the brand-new yeah. products are coming out. Like, I don't know. I think this card has been pulled. I, I could have... I think i saw it, but like cj stroud kaboom one of one or anything that's sort of modern so that they're chasing you know whatever is sort of the one of one wemby from the donner's product you know so if you're if you're not only hitting the best card of a brand new release you know maybe the card's only worth five grand or ten grand and you get an extra ten on top from like Mm-hmm. that would have been amazing but the fact that they put like Topps chrome steph curry super factor like a card that's been <laughs> lost in the stratosphere for 20 years and like luca one of one black and just these holy grail nonsense cards like i don't know like that so the, the list kind of threw me off a bit i was like okay okay that because you know if i if we happen to rip tops and we get the Topps Chrome Steph Curry. soup. I don't even care about the 10k f- fanatics. Like well, I just that will hit... cover the grading fee. I yeah. Like I just hit <laughs> yeah. the top. You know the Steph Curry all-time card. It's gonna sell for 10 million dollars. Like who cares about fanatics, right? So I, I think it would have been. It made would have made so much more sense if it was of a present-day brand new release, so that everyone can chase and buy the product, and then they give you a ten thousand on top, similar to. You know, the Bowman one-of-one mistake chase um, bounties and stuff like that. I Mm. think that would have been um, really excellent. And I I had a couple of more thoughts, but it's not coming up right now. But yeah, that's my initial thought.
0: Yeah, well, let me... Okay, yeah, that's fair. Let me add to that, though. Like, I think part of it is to get people's attention, right? Oh, the Luka Doncic black one-of-one. You know, of course, that's a, you know, um, highly sought card mm. in the in the hobby same thing with the top Chrome steph curry one of one but you know the other cards kind of to your point it lends itself better to this promo you know where you know i i might buy a break um i'm um, trying to get that 2023 bowman's best corbin carroll one of one super factor auto you know like will that go for 10k i don't think so right right but then the fact that you know um you get to keep the card which might be worth let's say two three k okay i'm just Throwing it up oh there. yeah that's but, another
2: crit- critique I had anyways keep going
0: but um getting that 10k uh break credit that's that's uh, all bonus but yeah go ahead Just, you, don't no I, forget
2: I, I was gonna say um what what's the point of them saying you you also get to keep the card don't you isn't that the whole point of a break? If you hit that card, that's your yeah. card. It's like they're <laughs> like, giving you
1: they're giving you like, value for keeping the card for hitting the what? card. Yeah. It's like, it's by like, the way, here's an amazing, keep the amazing card.
2: promotion, but you also get to keep the card. Like, what, what are you talking about? Like, of course I get to keep the card. That's my card that I hit in a break. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <laughs> they want
0: to make it absolutely clear. <laughs> that, yeah, it's that it's like, it yeah, yeah, it's not a, oh, trade like in a bounty. It's like Yeah, it's not a trade in or a bounty. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fair because I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna. Trade uh, Tops Chrome, <laughs> Steph Curry, one of one super factor for a 10K break credit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair. Um, you know, like this could be a matter of like, just like, I think the idea is good, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think, and this is what my second question is, and Hyung, you already talked about it, right? But like this incentivizes the users, but it also um, forces other breakers to do something more than they already have been if they haven't been doing anything. Sure. You know what I mean? And
1: it just shows you fanatics said this before it's like they were more of a direct to consumer type business model and that was kind of expected to come so they're going to do things that benefit you know their future um you know uh path or whatever you want to call it right so yeah, yeah it's
2: yeah one one last critique i didn't like how you mentioned at the beginning I didn't know this, but the 30-day promo—it's like a 30-day promotion or something. Mm. Yeah, that's we'll way—that's like that. way too short. Like, if you—if you need people <laughs> to come in, like user experience and and try to capture new customers, like to have this yeah. kind of holy grail chase promotion, like 10k bounty on a on a top chrome curry superfractor, like that should be like a lifetime bounty, not not yeah 30, or a year days 20, yeah, at least one one year fair enough you know yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean maybe they'll extend it. But um, I could easily see them adjusting this, right? Like for um, other breaks, right? Like not for these grail cards, but maybe you give a hundred, two hundred, one thousand dollar break credit just for people to break with Fanatics Live, right. you know, for for um, any one of one that you hit. You right. know, because it's it is at the end of the day, it's great marketing for them. And you know, even with the the ten, that which is, which is what they're calling it. Like if you add it all up, even if every one of these cards were redeemed or found, it's only a hundred k from their marketing budget, mm. which is nothing yeah, really not, it's for nothing. fanatics, yeah. right? And and it's good publicity for them. Like it's it's well worth a hundred k they would spend on this max. So mm-hmm. so yeah, I think um, I think it'll be more interesting to me at least to see what other breakers do in response, right? And. And, you know, if this is just like a one month promo, then then maybe other breakers don't have to do much. They just got to wait till this promo ends. But I feel like this is just a foretaste of what's going to be a regular thing, like providing break credits so people can return right. to your platform. It's, it's kind of it's going to be kind of like um, all these other platforms that we have in terms of buying and selling cards, you know, mm-hmm. like the competition grows out there. But you, how do you differentiate yourself? You got to give something of value to your customer, right? So right. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. Mm-hmm. I wonder, even if in the course of the month one of these grails will be hit. Um, what do you What do you guys think? You think that's a I possibility?
1: Think, I, I think they're probably ripping a lot of Bowman's best, you know, or they have they have some because they obviously positioned it where you know the Bowman Chrome or Topps Chrome Corbin Carroll has been pulled, right? So it's mm-hmm. like they have to find. Things that are pullable, and they probably have stock in them, or maybe they're they're planning to like unload, you know, what they have in terms of the stock, and do maybe they have all these uh, cases of these sets and players, right? So that's why they're doing it as a month promotion, and they're basically trying to get as many eyes as possible to fill in fill in the breaks, right? So, but I could I could see like um, a lot of people. Saying like it's bad for the hobby because now we're really treating it like a casino type environment. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's like, would you rather go home with nothing? You know what I mean. You gotta have some incentives. Like for me, I'd rather have incentives. When whatever I do, if I'm putting money in a break, it's like I I assume all risks that I might not hit anything, right? But at the end of the day, if there's more chances to hit some sort of anything you know, where you're not going home and empty handed, you know, you could call it a casino, but I'd rather be at a casino. Like I'd rather win something with my money. <laughs> right. If I'm breaking than you know, sure than not. So I see a lot of those comments kind of, I, I guess, uh, floating around saying it's bad for the hobby. And it's usually the, you know, the hobbyists that, you know, don't, they don't want change. They're the ones who are complaining about basically, um, you know, uh, everything and anything to do with you know releases designs you know they're the ones uh saying how bad (laughs) tops and fanatics are for the hobby but you know also they're the ones yeah yeah so
2: i feel a better a better promo would be a one-of-one promo hit any one-of-one and you get some sort of bounty or prize Hmm. in a break yeah
0: well Maybe someone's listening for Fanatics Live and then uh, you're going to see that promo (laughs) next month once this one is done. But uh, one more thing I heard, conspiracy theorists, you know, Tops, Fanatics, they're uh, in the unique position where they produce the product, so to speak, you know, they're the manufacturers. So, um, you know, there are some people that think, oh, they already know where the hits are going. They know where it's being distributed, Mm -hmm. right?
1: I, I, I was thinking about that, but I don't think, like I said, if if that's the, the case, they already have allocated cases, but I don't think that's the case. Like for me, if I'm running Fanatics, I'm not doing that because yeah. then that's, that, that's like the quickest way to destruct your brand. You know what I mean? Like as just exactly. as a CEO, if I'm Michael Rubin, there's absolutely zero chance I'm putting that on the line. And that's why it's like pe- pe- people need to think a bit more about like these things. It's not that black and white where, hey, you could just steal money like that. It's like, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> right. there's, there's, there's consequences to, um, you know, brands doing things like that. So I think there's way too much to risk uh, for, for that to happen or to even uh, go down that route. I just think Mm -hmm. it could, if if anything, they could already have cases allocated to it, and it becomes a monthly marketing thing where they plan to now do those breaks in the next uh, month or so um, because they're ripping cases of that.
0: Right, right. Mm -hmm. And you know, for me, I don't think it's likely because I think in the episode a month or two months ago when we talked about Michael Rubin's comments um, on another podcast, he mentioned that you know, they, they hired an auditor just to make sure that everything is randomized right. as it should be, right. right? So, and kind of it ties to what you said, Young, that, you know, they don't want to be discredited for any kind of like, you know, back in the old days when there's all these rumors that, right. yeah, if, you know, distributors know exactly where the hits are going and they want to do it by the book. It seems that way to me anyway.
2: Mm-hmm. I think pre-Michael, pre-Michael Rubin, and I'm not saying Michael Rubin's off the hook, It could certainly still happen, but I don't. I wouldn't put it past them. Like they have the power to control where a certain card could go, and I feel like they may have done that in the past. And you know, like the internet's sharp. They they find it right away. And remember, there was a whole sort of like a twelve month period where back air back air breaks were getting everything. And remember, there was like a. Like, they were kind of getting, trying to get celebrities involved and in like opening boxes. And I, I don't remember who it was, like a soccer stud or somebody that's not into cards at all, oh, but yeah. they got him to open a pack of cards and it just happened to get, oh, like the Jackie Robinson cut auto. And I remember some <laughs> some lady was like, uh, for promotion's sake, was like opening a box of Marvel and she hit like the one of one, like, you know, like Black Widow or something like that, right? Like, you, so. Right. Is is the placement of certain cards possible? Yeah, it, it is. But I think because of that era about a year ago where it was just... I think the internet is very hyper-aware of, like, placing. So clearly, Michael Rubin yeah. and team is going to be super careful because of what Hyung said. Like, at this point, you know, if you have five bounties out and all five hit on Fanatics Live, um it could look a little you know people might raise some eyebrows right so and then um this whole thing about authenticity and accountability and all that stuff starts to kind yeah. of fade away right so i'm sure they'll be as careful as possible
0: yeah man like honestly you can't get anything by these internet sleuths in the hobby oh, yeah right? like honestly if there's any unsolved crimes or unsolved murders just leave it to the internet sleuth of the hobby they'll figure it out just like i think someone made that joke where you know we would have never known it was darren fletcher's body on on that tom brady card <laughs> right. but you, you can't sneak that by us come on that,
1: that ruins it that ruined it for me I'm still totally bitter about that i
2: know so disappointing uh
0: well again another episode for another day <laughs> Okay, well, like I said, we'll see if any of these big cards surface over the next month. And if any of them do, you, you can bet we'll talk about it on our next episode. All right, let's go to our next segment called Rank Them. Okay, so for this new segment, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you guys a list of three cards. And you just rank them from one to three. Okay, one being highly desirable to three being the least desirable. It's all relative, of course. And uh, don't factor in value, right? Don't say, oh, this is the most expensive card. It's just which of the three would you personally want to own for your PC? Okay, Okay. simple as that. All right, I got a list of four, maybe five if you have time. Here we go. The first list, we're just talking about the 10, you know, the Fanatics Live, the 10 list. Mm -hmm. So I chose three of those. The 2023 Draft Tom Brady Gold Auto Inscription, number out of 50, number 12 out of 50. That's one card. Another card, the 2018 Prism, Luka Doncic, black one of one. And the third, the 2009 Topps Chrome, Steph Curry, one of one, Super How would you rank them from one to three, from what you would like the most as your PC to the least?
1: I'll, I'll go first. I'll go one, Steph Curry, two, Luka, three, Tom Brady. Darren Fletcher. All right. Three, Darren
2: Fletcher. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay.
2: I am because it is PC. It, it's so hard to not take value out of the Steph Curry. Like you think of Steph Curry superfactor as just such a such a monstrous holy grail. Um
0: But you know, like you're this is a card you're gonna keep. You're not even selling. This is this is yours, you right, know what I mean? Right.
2: Yeah. If that's the case, that va- excluding value, completely PC, I'm going Luca Black one of one, Steph Curry number wow. two, Tom Brady number three.
0: Uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. I'll start from three. Tom Brady. Okay, we, I think we're all aligned there. And number two, uh, I have to side with Young Luca. Number two, and then I'm going to keep the tops. Chrome. Superfractor. Steph Curry. Yeah. All right. List number two. Okay, this is from the 2024 Top Series One Baseball that's going to be coming out, and we're going to talk about it more in another episode, but. One of the subsets is baseball stars dual autographs. Okay. Sweet. So there's two autographs and there's a, there's a longer, there's a pretty long list. It's pretty impressive, but I'm going to choose three of them and you tell me which one you would ha- rather have from that set. Ichiro with Ken Griffey Jr. Okay. That's one card, dual auto. J Rod with Ken Griffey Jr. that's another card that's on that list. And number three, Aaron Judge and Derek Jeter. Ooh. So again, this is- Ken Griffey's on this twice Ken Griffey Jr. and Ichiro, Ken Griffey Jr. and J Rod, and last one's Derek Jeter and Aaron Judge.
1: And this is on top in Top Series 1 2024. It's dual yeah. auto. What, what kind of mm-hmm. it, what, is it like sticker auto? Do you know?
0: I don't know, but I'm guessing it would be for Top Series 1.
1: Yeah, probably has to be. Well, unless I mean they're retired ball players, so they might have time to sign. Um, I gotta go. Oh man, this this one's tough, but uh, I gotta go Ichiro, Kangrafi Jr. One, Aaron Judge, Derek Jeter, Two, j Rod, uh, Kangrafi Three.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Any um, reason you chose that order?
1: Um, for me, it's Hall of Famers. You know, you got two, two. Well, is gonna have a spike uh, in the next year, or so I think his nomination yeah. is next year. So I think he's gonna, he's he's gonna get in there. So uh, J Rod, it's like cards that um, kind of his card. There's too many of his cards right now, right? So mm-hmm. to me, it's kind of like watered down. Ken Griffey Jr. obviously is cool, but then Aaron Judge and Jeter would be cool, but. Like for me, I have I have a lot of Jeter autograph stuff, and they're not too scarce. I'd say he's still he's still around, so I would I yeah. would I would say in that order, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, reasonable, John.
2: I think uh, Ken Griffey, Ichiro is easy number one, so put that number one. Mm-hmm. The number two and three spots are a little bit more difficult. I think I what's gonna take it for me is Young saying about J Rod being. Um, just a lot of cards available, um, and also the fact that Aaron Judge is a little bit more established, right? Like J Rod is not really like, uh, you know, no one would really classify him as iconic yet. So to put him with Ken Griffey, it's it's, you know, it might become I don't know, like Kobe and Andrew Bynum, like who knows? I, I'm not saying J Rod's gonna. be <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna but take you know this out saying? of context. Like the, that risk and could, put it out there It could still be there, but yeah, Aaron Judge sure, sure. is is. Certainly a lot more established uh, as a stud, as a star, uh, heading towards pro- possibly the Hall of Fame. So I think Jeter and Aaron Judge probably takes, it should take the cake as number two. For me, actually personally, yeah, definitely number two, J-Rod three.
0: All right, so same as Young. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, all right. It's going to be boring if I chose the same. So I'm going to do Ichiro, <laughs> King Griffey, number one. I'm gonna go J Rod, Ken Griffey. I'm I'm all in on J Rod. I'll take the risk with J Rod. I like you know, that. That, that. I like that card. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, there's risks there, mm-hmm. but you know I, I love I love the the ceiling, and then um, yeah, Aaron Judge, Derek Jeter, I'll, will be number three.
1: I, I will say the J Rod, um, Ken Griffey could be a really cool card in the future though, like because right. if you look yeah. at like the the like let's just say 40 years 50 years have passed which one aged better that kangaroo Mm -hmm. j-rod could could have an argument you know what i mean absolutely
2: yeah
0: absolutely but do you think i'm willing to take that risk
2: do you think it would have so j-rod is still at risk of maybe not being a seattle mariner for 10 plus years you know like if he let's say in three years he gets traded does this card still become iconic in the future? Let's say J-Rod does become Hall of Famer, and he's huge. Right. right. Yeah,
1: I think so, because Griffey, Griffey, Griffey was a Cincinnati Red, you know, for for a long time as well, but that didn't mm-hmm. really change his, his legacy with Seattle and the name he established with Seattle, but I think it's just, it, it, it highlights it more because J-Rod has been com- compared to Ken, the next Ken Griffey Jr., and then seeing that, like, like kind of like if you were to see um like a dual auto of Mickey Mantle and whatever the next generation was, uh, you know, in the 70s or 80s or Mickey Mantle and Derek Jeter or whatever. I have bad that's a bad comparison, but like someone who was, who is was equal where they're supposed to be the torchbearer or whatever it is. Right.
2: Right. No, but yeah. what I'm what I'm what I'm trying to get is what let's say J-Rod is in Seattle for less than five years and he plays the rest of his career with the Cincinnati Reds and becomes a Hall of Famer, then he becomes more iconic as a Cincinnati Red than he did a Seattle ball player, right? It's kind of like backwards. Like the Cincinnati Reds, Ken Griffey Jr. autos are not worth as much yeah, at, I, close I, to the Seattle because yeah, the Seattle is that. iconic Ken Griffey, right? So there, there's still that risk. Whereas Aaron Judge, I don't you know, even if he got traded at this point, you know, you could almost say he's kind of becoming like an iconic New York. Yankee character, right? So, true.
0: Anyways, yeah. just a thought. So, if J. Rod went to Cincinnati under that scenario, you you think the J. Rod and Johnny Bench card would be worth more, <laughs> more than the J. Rod and Ken Griffey Jr.? It
2: could be if if he became like the iconic Cincinnati Reds player, right? Like if he played ten, fifteen years there and became a Hall of Famer and hit five hundred home runs. I don't know, whatever whatever he does, right? I'm just saying. Interesting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, let's go on to list number three. All right, here's basketball for you. All iconic cards. You ready? 1986 Michael Jordan Fleer rookie card, of course. The 2003 LeBron James upper deck exquisite rookie patch auto. And third, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Dr. J. All with all three IP autos on it.
1: Which one would you rather have? And sorry, what was the uh, MJ one? The 1986 fleer. just just a fleer. Nothing yep. no, nothing to it. I'm going to go I'm going to go LeBron exquisite one. Mm-hmm. Um the 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 bird um Magic Dr. Yeah, J. Magic Dr. J number 2 for sure. And then uh 3 has to be the just the fleer
0: 86 mj Mm, interesting yeah (laughs) when you say when you say when you said just uh just a flair mj 1986 well no i'm well you're you're talking about the exquisite
1: (laughs) you're talking about exquisite lebron it's like whoa and then you're talking about you know ip auto of you know dr j
0: larry bird you know like
2: that's true 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 pretty pretty big cards yeah
0: yeah, yeah, I told you to take the value out of it too. Yeah, no, it no. I'm tent, so.
1: if if it, if it was like MJ signed Fleer '86, I'd be like, ooh, ooh, okay.
0: Now you're talking. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right, Johnny. I'm going. Uh, it's going to be Jordan, <clears throat> MJ, the uh, the the triple card, the tops. MJ Larry Bird. Um.
0: No, no. no what? That's uh, isn't that what you talking, Larry about? Bird? Magic Johnson. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah Magic, Magic Johnson. Johnson. I was,
2: I was saying MJ. Yeah, Magic Johnson. And Doctor uh, exactly. Dr. J, Dr. J, and J. then uh, th- <laughs> three is uh, LeBron for me. I gotta, so <laughs> I gotta look LeBron. like am gonna look like a hater, but I have to think of it as if these are three ten-dollar cards. Like for sure, I'm taking Jordan, <laughs> then the 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 tops right, card, right. and then LeBron. Okay. <laughs>
0: okay, I mean the LeBron is a rookie patch autograph card you know it is um, it is
2: Bob, you know you're you're asking me about a pc i can't i can't have a i can't have lebron on my pc over jordan for there's no <laughs> way
0: <laughs> all right um okay uh, i think i'm going to go with the lebron upper deck exquisite rp is my number 1 um this is for me this is the hard one number 2 um Because MJ is more personal to me, right? You know, I've never seen Larry Bird, Magic Johnson play, obviously, but they are iconic players. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to go with MJ Fleer, number two. I think I would like to show that off more at my place if Mm. someone came by rather than the Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Dr. J card. All right, I had to think about that one. Okay, here's the last one. We're going back to baseball. This might be the hardest. Mickey Mantle, 1952 tops. Oh boy! Iconic. T two hundred six Honus Wagner. Oof. Another iconic card. The Shohei, 2018 Bowman Chrome Superfractor. <laughs> Superfractor. <laughs> the Superfractor. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. Like Seriously? people, people might crap crap me. For this but I gotta go number one Shohei Otani oh, Super oh. I'm sorry, it's super fractor. I'm 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 rolling him. the dice. I'm saving up for a, a nice nicely graded fifty-two Mantle. I'm taking that. <laughs> Shohei super fractor. Um God, this is tough. And I'm gonna actually go uh the T two oh six as two and then wow. the fifty two Mantle. although like fifty two manual is a must. I just I just think the, the Honus Wagner is such a rare card. Like it's oh. just like that's probably the mo- one of the most iconic cards other than I would say it's either the fifty two men or or the T two oh six. But I'm gonna go with T two O six just because the scarcity.
0: Fair.
2: Fair. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, this is tough. T- for me T two O six is th- number three for sure. From a, from a PC perspective, if you, if if I were to take value out, it doesn't really mean anything to me. No, no disrespect. Number <laughs> two is kind of hard. I mean, um, one and two, man, this is tough. <laughs> I think, I think it'd just be too. I mean, Otani is the, you know, the hot player of the month. He's the buzz, all the rage, and I just think maybe we're being very short sighted. But we could be looking at an absolute unicorn player that we, you know, like a, hi, hi, he's history in the making as long as he stays injury free, right? Which is a big mm-hmm. if. But I think to own his super factor one of one would be just too cool for a personal collection. So I'm going to maybe sound like an idiot, but I'm going to also <laughs> roll the dice and go Otani one. <laughs> and, and Mantle Are two. Are you saying
0: Keanu? You're saying Hyung might sound like an idiot too. By saying, well, to, to your, the two your of us, your number one sound, choice we, show. I sound
2: great. I think he sounds great, but listeners might think we're complete idiots.
0: <laughs> oh boy, no, I understand, I understand. But you know what? One of us has to be level-headed on this podcast, okay? So yeah. I'm going with the 1952 tops, Mickey Metal, number mm-hmm. one. I feel like it transcends time, right? Like it does. we never seen Mickey Mantle play, but we're still talking about the Mickey Mantle. Even when I started collecting as a kid. I was talking about the 1952 Mickey Mantle Tops. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, this is like a special card. I knew it was a special card, you know? And and I think think that will pass down the generations. So I'm going to go with the Mickey Mantle 1952 Tops. Um, Then I'm going to go with Shohei as my (laughs) runner-up. Because, uh, you know, T206, of course, is iconic. But you got to be a baseball card nerd. Not even a baseball nerd. A baseball card nerd to really appreciate the T two o six on Wagner, right. so, so um, yeah, I'm gonna go with that with, as my number three choice. All right, that's fine. We'll see. We'll put some of these um, list up on our socials and see how people vote. Um, especially the last one, Mickey Mantle versus Shohei, that'll be an interesting poll to put out there. And then we'll we'll uh, let you guys know how that poll does. Okay, let's finish off this episode with a regular weekly segment we call Pick One. All right, so this is um, if you're new to the pod, this is when each of us chooses two cards and then we debate which one we would rather invest in. All right, so, Young, as usual, do you want to start things off? Sure,
1: I'm actually going to go. I got three cards. Sorry, uh, breaking the rules a bit, but it's Hall of Fame. (laughs) It's Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, we're going to go with uh, the base chrome cards because prices are interesting. So Mm -hmm. we first got a 1997 Bowman Chrome Adrian Beltree, PSA 10 Pop 109. Mm Okay, last sold for 400, and these have been going up. So it's been selling anywhere from you know 300 last year down to 260 ish, and then now it's up to 400 with the news. We're gonna pair that Mm -hmm. up with a 1996 Topps Chrome Todd Helton PSA 10 Pop 23. Mm And there's only one that finished on bids for 180 bucks in November. Whoa. Okay, so pop 23. There's a couple listed. They're not 180 bucks though. So who knows what that price is? But compared to 400, that's pretty cheap. And then last, the 2002 Topps Chrome Joe Maurer PSA 10 with a pop count of 56 sold for 420 bucks. Who are you taking?
0: Interesting. So what's the uh, pop count for? The Beltray again? The Beltray is a pop 109. And the Maurer
1: again is? Pop 56. Sorry, uh, yeah, Pop 56. And then the Todd Helton is a pop 23. Gotcha.
0: All right. Um, I'm going to, I can go first. I'm going to take Helton out of the running. I I think in terms of popularity, Beltray and Maurer are one and two, right? So, So, you know, that might explain the lower pop. You know, not everyone's racing to get a Todd Helton rookie card (laughs) graded, uh, a PSA. Um, So that's why I'm going to take Helton out. Um, I'm going to go with Beltray. I think the personality-wise, you know, it is a higher pop, but it's not, like, super high still. And I think, you know, he's just a fun guy to watch and i think whatever he does post baseball i think he'll be entertaining in whatever he chooses to do but so so yeah i think adrian beltray is the guy and personally um i love seeing him play um and and what was he a third, baseman? third basement third yeah, baseman. so versus uh you know then we could get into the whole catcher thing with mauer for those reasons i'm just gonna stick with beltray
2: hmm yeah, uh, no disrespect. No disrespect to Todd Helton, but if he's making the haul, like, what are we doing with Barry Bonds? Like, what what are we doing right now? <laughs> Barry Bonds can't make it, and Todd Helton Ooh. does. Like,
1: <laughs> I, 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 no, but I will say Todd Helton out of anybody, he he's the one of the most underrated. He yeah hitters, but because some, of the he had some course monster, course he had some monster field monster
2: years. Yeah, him.
1: he hit three seventy two one year with like forty something home runs. Yeah,
2: he's he's a Colorado legend. Yeah, pretty good that's not bad yeah i'm good you know what like none of these players were ever um, players that i closely followed or particularly liked but i think of the three the one that stood out for me the most in terms of i don't know my own personal likability in general and you know the the years between 2000 and you know 2000 like up until recently i didn't to be honest, I didn't watch too much baseball. I got a lot more into football and hockey in those in those years. So this is those are the years where I really kind of missed out on baseball. But I'm for me, I'm gonna go Joe Maurer
0: over oh, Beltre. I think
2: Ted Elton, Todd Helton will be number three for sure. He's he's more of like a Colorado like legend. If you're like in the Colorado area, I think you would you mm-hmm. would pick Todd Helton. But in terms of the the remaining two, I you know, I get what you're saying. Like Beltrade is probably the more Uh, flamboyant you know popular personality but i don't know i feel like the baseball world i don't know i like i like joe mauer personally
1: yeah there's not a not a lot of catchers i'd say Mm. in like hall of fame catchers period there's not a lot there's only a handful and and they get no love like johnny bench is probably one of the most you know um popular i'd say but Right. Like other than that, there's like obviously you have like piazza and you have all the 90s greats uh, uh, but mm-hmm. they get no love and mm-hmm. I, 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 I played against Maurer um, when he was in the minor leagues and he he was a guy that I was always like, wow, this guy, this guy's special. This guy is one of the best right. players I've ever seen in my life. Type players when you watched him play. And obviously his career unfolded that way. Um, but uh, I also got to see Adrian Beltre pl- play when I signed with Seattle. I mean, Ichiro mm. was on that team. Beltre was on that team. Um, uh, All right. Yeah. And so I, I like Beltre was something built different, man, and his character. He's freaking hilarious. He's he he's <laughs> always joking around. Um, and I think for me, like that would be the reason why I would probably pick Beltree over Mauer is because like, uh, even though the pop count's higher, I think the likability of Beltree, like you guys were mentioning, uh, mm-hmm. is is a lot higher. A lot of people like his character. And the fact that he was a stud. I mean, he hit home runs off of one knee. He popularized that, <laughs> which was amazing. <laughs> right. uh, to this day, I, I'm baffled by it. Um, gold Glove <laughs> third baseman just... Just very good at what he does. And there's not a lot of good third basements. I'd say, you know, he's up there with, with the best of them. I'd say Mike Schmidt is probably one of the best all-time, which he's super underrated, I think, uh, just from the get-go. But someone like Adrian Beltree, third baseman, that class, that Hall of Fame class, he looks really good in it. So, yeah, I'm going to go Beltree.
0: Nice. Nice. You know, with the, with the Hall of Fame announcements, I've been seeing a lot of, like, social – media posts you know uh, of the players that that uh, were inducted this year and um i saw one with joe mauer he was like an all-time athlete eh? he was like the best quarterback on he was his football team. yeah um he was really good at basketball and he just decided to just pursue baseball you know he had to choose pick, one essentially yeah. pick,
1: pick what you want to be a superstar in you're gonna <laughs> yeah, right. your wish is the universe yeah. command
0: <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't an also and then there was another clip of um uh, Max Scherzer, he had to invent his like cutter just to strike out Joe Maurer because he's like, <laughs> you know, like he's like, this is the only way I'm going to get Joe Maurer because he's like, he can recognize a slider any day. So he had to create like this cutter pitch. Anyway, that was kind of interesting. And then uh, with Beltre, I don't know if you saw when he got the call that, that, um, that he would be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Like he... Pretended he wouldn't answer the phone and his family says, Pick up the phone. <laughs> you know, like he's he's even joking around with his, his own family. That's hilarious. <laughs> so I gotta that just, see that. Yeah. Goes to his character, like we've been saying. Funny guy on and off the field. Mm. <laughs> mm. All right. But that's a good one. I forgot about the Hall of Fame news, yeah. All right. John,
2: you got one? Yeah. So last week we started to dip into like the iconic top one hundred and these are two cards that I thought about, but I didn't mention. Shout out to uh, our boy DC Chan for reminding us. But I'm gonna put up two cards that I personally, I personally think that these are top twenty all time iconic cards. It's gonna be right ninety six top chrome Kobe PSA ten, of course going for around forty five hundred ish dollars. I think there was like a six thousand dollar sale recently that was or sixty five hundred, but it's kind of an anomaly. I don't you know. Verified sale, but of the averages, we're looking at 4500 And Sorry, that's the tops? Yeah, tops chrome. 96 tops chrome, Kobe. Oh, chrome. Yeah. PSA oh, okay. 10, 40 yeah. $4,500 USD wow. versus, I think you guys know what's coming. 2003 LeBron tops chrome, also a PSA 10. <laughs> uh, also going for roughly around $4,500. So what investment wise moving forward, which is the better card investment wise?
1: So, those, uh, those Tops Chrome Kobe's, uh, they're known notorious for greening. Hulking. Right? Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Perhaps, and then, yeah, that's a good point. Perhaps the $6,500 sale was a perfectly zero greening oh. card. Who knows?
1: Mm. Right. Uh, do you know the pop counts by chance or no?
2: Uh, i think the kobe is like 800 something for a psa 10 and the the lebron is like 2200 ish something somewhere around that number over 2000 Mm.
1: yeah i'm you know what i love that 96 uh topstrom kobe like that's that's a to me that thing is a grail It, it always been a grail uh for me um and they're not getting any you know more common you know it's uh it's it's a lot rare pop eight hundred in this kind of marketplace is pretty rare, um, especially for a goat type player like Kobe. So I gotta go Kobe for me.
0: You know what? I'm gonna go with uh, Kobe as well. Like I, in terms of like Kobe's best cards, like for just any Kobe fan or Kobe collector, that tops Chrome is gonna be in your top five, probably even in your top three. It's mm-hmm. just like the image and everything. Whereas I don't know if I would include that LeBron tops Chrome rookie card in my top five out of his best cards because he has so many others that i just like more you know whether it's the more expensive high-end rpa that we talked about uh before but like you know you know and it's it's just kind of your base card i looked at the pop count for psa 10 you're right it's about 2300 versus 836 for the kobe Mm. so even that's another reason why i'm heavily going towards uh kobe bryant for this one yeah we know your answer,
2: John. Yeah, well, it's a Kobe sweep. You know my <laughs> answer. <laughs> Next, yeah, the '96 Kobe man. It's like uh, when I got back into the hobby a couple of years ago. Um, like literally, when I, when I I got back into it because I, I I've told this story before, but my cousin's wife, like I had left my card collection at my old place that my cousin took over uh, in terms of renting. Mm-hmm. And I asked him somewhere down the line, like, you know, have you seen my box of cards? Should be in this closet. He's like, I've never seen it. I'm like, Okay, it's it's gone. And then one day his wife sends me a picture, this is during COVID, and she's like, Are these your cards? And it's a bunch of like Kobe rookies that I had from back in the day. I'm like, Where did you find wow. that? So it yeah, it you know, I collected it all. I got he she gave me the box and my first thought was you know, I'm not into sports cards like heavy anymore. I still love it. I, I I enjoy it like I love observing it from afar. But I would love to sell all this. And I think the Kobe at that time was going this is before he died. was going for probably around a thousand dollars and I was like, I'm gonna sell all this and just get that one card, Top Scrum Kobe ninety six. Mm-hmm and it's nice that that was you know that that was my sort of step back into it and then also my story of my painful story of collecting 96 finest instead of top chrome <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs>
0: yeah look into look into the cars to the moon archive for that story it's pretty funny <laughs> all right good one okay um all right, here's mine to end our pick one segment. All right, I'm gonna go soccer. We don't usually do soccer, but I'm gonna to go to soccer because there were two Lionel Messi cards that sold last week, January 18th on Golden and one on eBay actually. So one of them was the 2004 Panini Sports Mega Cracks Barca Acion number 62 card. It's it's a rookie uh, PSA 10 sold for 4100 and the pop count is 87. Okay, 4100 dollars. Eighty-seven, and the other card is twenty twenty-two, more modern, Panini Prism World Cup Qatar, the Zebra Choice Prism of Lionel Messi in his Argentina uniform, PSA ten, sold for forty-two seventy. So let's say forty-two hundred. Both exactly the same price, and that pop count is four in the PSA ten.
2: Oh wow! Um, what, what was the first card again? It was his Mega the, Cracks yeah. Panini Mega Cracks. All oh, the Mega Cracks.
0: Yeah, where he looks like he's just about to kick
2: the ball. Yeah, the iconic Mega and Cracks then, like the
0: Yeah, his
2: his uh,
1: it's it's kind of like his one of his main rookie cards.
2: Yeah. Oh, man, the Argentina's here. That that does look nice.
0: With the stripes and everything, Ooh. you know
2: what's Ooh, the pop on the other one this <laughs> 4 versus
0: <laughs> pop count 87. 87 for the rookie and 4 for the zebra
2: and they're both PSA 10 2022
0: world cup both PSA 10 yeah man. Oh, I, man I
1: do like the zebra like I really do like the zebra but I don't think I could take that over the, the mega cracks Um, 2004 I yeah it's just it's too modern versus more of a like that's a that's a that's a low pop count on a on a big time rookie card of of a big time GOAT type player. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the two thousand four Panini Sports Mega
0: Cracks. Oh, okay. man, there you go. Look at the peak on this price of that mega cracks. <laughs> Over forty K, forty two thousand wow. at one point. So it's a tenth of its price right now. Good lord. What a steal. <laughs> That's my next i g reel. let me put a bookmark on this
2: <laughs> um yeah this is this is this is a good one. It's actually tempting because I think that prism that prism year messi's card is going to be an iconic card. It already is has iconic imagery like we saw it so much during that hype mm-hmm. that everybody knows about it and there was the digital versions that had bounties and all that yada 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 um, it's a big card and I and I like I'm, I'm very tempted to pick it um, because I think I think it does <laughs> still have long term value but man you, you have to pick the Mega Cracks though I think I think there's going to be a a, a a segment of fans that appreciate the fact that it's the year the, the, the Prism card is the year he won argentina jersey yes. it just it's just cool and it's like you know chromium card zebra parallel um, it's just a great looking card but there's only a segment of fans that might really appreciate that as like a super pc like i want it badly whereas the rest of the world even people like us that would dabble in investing into soccer we would probably go for Messy, and we're probably going to go for Mega Cracks. I think there's just such a wider audience that if you needed to flip the card or trade it or whatever you needed to do, it's going to be super, super liquid and easy. So um, by default, you got to pick the Mega Cracks. That's also the more iconic. It's overall the more iconic card, although a little bit boring, a little bit paper, but yeah, Mega mega Cracks.
0: Good good reasons. Oh, I think I'm going to go for the zebra no <laughs> i think i'm gonna do wow. it I, I mean like okay i you know what we need a i should have asked um uh i just interviewed stock and trade and he'll be in a future episode but he and he's into soccer cards so i should have asked him that but like mm. there are a bunch of different lionel Messi mega crack rookie cards like that's right. not the only one right. there's a campion one yeah. so i don't know what the hierarchy right is. that's true so like i'm right so i don't know like and in terms of the image, like without even looking at value, like I like the other mega cracks better. Like the one that it's kind of an awkward picture. This um, um, I think they they have a higher
1: higher pop count
0: on that. Has a slightly higher pop count as well. The other other one, it's uh 182 versus 87, right? But Mm -hmm. still relatively um you know low, right? And and so. For, you know all for those reasons and you know like everything you mentioned the 2022 Prism was a year that Argentina won uh, Lionel Messi getting himself out more in the news in uh, North America playing for Miami uh, Panini Prism as a brand as a soccer card brand is still pretty big just just barely gets it over the hump for me to, point. to go for that card I,
2: I forgot the Mega Cracks had multiple versions that's how little I, I follow <laughs> soccer cards
0: we'll get a We'll get a soccer card professional on the show and then we could get educated uh, in the future. But, all right. Well, that's, that's it for this episode of Cards to the Moon. We appreciate you guys listening in and, and uh, yeah, we'll have a brand new show for you guys next week. Talk to you then. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Cards to the Moon. We'd really appreciate you subscribing to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can also connect with each of us on Instagram at 5 Guys or you can follow Hyung at Integrity Sports Cards or John at TradeU at Recess. You can also check us out at fivecardguys.com. Thanks again and hope to connect soon.